Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Geekening Podcast. If you're listening into this in the day, evening, or night, good e- good day, good evening, or good night. My name is Will. I am the sometimes host because the host of the Geekening Podcast, if you may have noticed, changes every now and then. But I do have a special guest with me. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I am Robin, also known as Cubic Fails Online. I do lots of voice work. I do in-person acting that I've been getting into lately as well. I do streaming while I can. I might I might do a stream tonight because I've not done one in a while. Um, I also I do I do a bunch of stuff. Um, I do, I do stuff with charities where we educate kids on LGBT issues. I do martial arts. Uh, I'm big into video games and stuff. Oh, maybe that is it actually. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Dang, so you- I ran out of things to talk about already. Sorry. Oh, darn. Shoot. Looks like we'll have to actually go into questions. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, all right. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, you started off talking about uh, voice acting, right? Yeah. What kind of roles do you do? Um, oh, gosh. So I've been trying to get back into it through auditions and stuff. Um, but I've not actually... Like, the, the last thing... Well... The thing I'm doing at the moment is um, sort of freelance work for a company called The Adventure is Real. It's like an online escape room type thing. Uh, and I'm one of their regular voice actors. Um, so I, I just, that's mostly what I'm doing at the moment in terms of voice work. Um, it's like I host games um, where there are a bunch of people and it's over Zoom. So it's over stuff like this. And everyone's got their cameras on. And everyone's like, oh my God, what's this super secret mission going to be? And I play all the characters in the mission. Um, <laughs> So it's the premise is like you are guiding a secret agent through this building to steal some documents, but you've got to like help them get through. So like one of you is a hacker and one of you is like a communicator that you can call people up. Uh, one of you is like the navigator. So it's like, go up that hole, like open that door, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so during the game, I have to keep track of their progress. Um, so I've got a master code sheet that has all the like answers on it. Basically, I can see what the hacker's doing. Um, I know if they've got the answers and I have all the answers myself. Um, so during that, I basically play all the characters. And so there's Agent Venture who is like, oh yeah, that's basically just my normal voice because it's the easiest one to do. But then there's like, oh, this dispatch, yeah, yeah, proper old timey World War II. <laughs> You're like, oh, hello, yes. Welcome to the mission. Yeah, so glad to have you all on board. Um, and then there's like other other characters like um, the the baddie who is called Jay Bozo. And Bozo. Has, um, I, I do it. Jay Bozo, yeah. Um, the, the company is called BAD, like Bad Corp. Um, Beautiful. And but yeah, but when I do the um, uh, the Bozo voice, I just do an impression of a character called Brian Butterfield. Um, which is basically saying like, oh, hello, and welcome to my secret agent uh, destroying machine. Uh, it will very swiftly destroy you. However, I have not patented it yet, so please do not steal the idea. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's great. Because <laughs> it's, 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 it's during the whole thing, it's like, oh, this is Bozo, he's going to like take over the world. And then when you finally get to speak to him, it's like, oh my God, what's he going to sound like? Is he going to be like a really bad villain? And he's just like, Oh, hello, can you hear me? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's just it's so underwhelming. I love hearing reactions to it. Um, and then there's the, like uh, the concierge and the chief of security. And then there's like uh, other characters. Uh, like basically sometimes they could call up a random person in the building as well. So I'm just going to make a voice up on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like, oh, I'm going to call accounting up. It's like, why would you call accounting? It's like, oh, just to see if they have the answers we need. It's like, uh, okay, so I've got to make someone up. It's like, hi, this is Claire from accounting. What can I do for you? And it's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but that that's basically the most of the voice work I've been doing lately. Um, and it's a lot of fun. And towards the end, I say like, oh, hey, you can drop a review if you like. Um, your dispatch controller has been Robin, blah, 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 blah. Um, and sometimes I'll get reviews and they'll be like, oh, yeah, the voice actors were really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> voice actors, now it's a running, Yeah, and now it's a running joke in the company where, oh, Robin, I mean, the Robins, are you ready for the game? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's great. So I really like that. Um, even when I did a game the other day and at the very end, I was like listening in on their, their post-game conversations because I'm, I'm, the, I'm the host of the chat and I say basically, oh yeah, cool, thanks for playing. The chat will self-destruct in two minutes, uh, dispatch out. And I just mute myself and let them talk for a bit. Um, and then <laughs> the one the other day, they were like, oh, wow, that was really good. How many voice actors do you reckon there were? One person thought it was like three or four. And then they all settle on like, no, no, it was two, it was two. It was a, a guy and a girl, like those two voice actors. Well done. <laughs> and if I, like, I, yeah. It was a ruse, Twas all Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the big bad villain? Let's see, gang, Robin from Dispatch. <laughs> it's like Scooby-Doo, only all, exactly. the Scooby -Doo, all the Scooby gang is me. And then when they take the villain off, masks it's off, it's you. also me. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah that that's what i'm mainly doing i'm, I'm trying to get more cool. into more um freelance projects i've been sending auditions for other things like someone had a, a fighting game project that they wanted to do Ooh. and i still got to send an audition for that um but yeah um I, and i've got a demo that i posted recently well not recently like earlier this year um it's just it's just finding the time and finding a good enough project to do because i'm so busy like like that i'm not doing as much like free projects unless i'm really right. interested in it um so so yeah that's that's the extent of my voice work that i've been currently doing oh wonderful wonderful and i just realized something talking to you mm -hmm. I, that most of my guests have been voice actors oh i wonder why that is do you just have a specific interest in the the voicing arts <laughs> uh no um uh, part of it is um our co-founder tap being like hey will we got an interview for you let's see how good this goes and so the first voice actor i interviewed was one that i found myself um and it was a pretty big one in my personal opinion i might know them do tell um did, did you ever watch the adventures of jimmy neutron boy genius did you get fucking tara strong the uh, no i'm thinking of someone else was no it no okay there's lots of voice actors in that yeah it is <laughs> i got was it, um, was it the dad yes it was mark de carlo oh my god amazing i love that dude yeah <laughs> yeah jimmy <laughs> yeah like and we talked about that um according to him one of his favorite things about playing jimmy's dad was being able to play an idiot that says funny things that is that is the goal in terms of a lot of voice work that I kind of want to do. I'm like, yeah, I just want to play a, an absolute moron and say absolute really stupid, funny things. Like that's the goal. Yeah. Um, one, I think one of my earliest voice gigs that got big was um, there was a, a YouTuber called Animated James and he was big for a while. Oh, um, odd ones out. 
Hard to find out. Uh, no, no, that's a different uh, guy. Uh, there's a different James. There's multiple there's, there's, James on YouTube. There's multiple so- Jameses who are animators. No, I'd love to do something for Odds One Out. They're fun. Um, no, a guy called Animated James. He was big in like the early 2010s. Um, and he had a series called C Students or Seniors, depending. Um, and I was one of the recurring actors on that. Cool. And that was quite quite good because I played a complete dumbass um, <laughs> who was like a bit of a chauvinist and uh, oh, a knob, geez. but everyone liked him because he was an idiot and said fun things. Um, but the, the caveat on that is that like now, whenever people reach out to me or try and get in touch, they'll be like, so how's James doing? And I'm just like, I had no idea. <laughs> I've not spoken <laughs> to him in years. It's dropped off the map. Are you interested in what I'm doing at all? Or are you just trying to use me to get to someone that you like? Great, cool, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so that was one of the bigger things I did. Um, that's how I got most of my YouTuber following, but I don't really use YouTube much anymore. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, no, so I'm trying to get back into voice work is the point. Ah, <laughs> uh, but also <laughs> I find it funny that you talk about voicing an idiot and that's one of your favorite things to do because in all ages of geeks uh D podcast dice sesh mm. i too play an idiot hell yeah idiotic sol- solidarity <laughs> yep. um just to give you like some info about him and why it's great to role play him because it is a live play D game but it's yeah, not yeah, course, live yeah. Um, he is a minotaur cleric with an intelligence of five. I just, I love that. That's amazing. I love when people put really like not typical traits and classes together and to make what, something really fun. What, when he's <laughs> the best part? What? He passed medical school. How? He's a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Minotaur, here uh, to heal you with a big stick. <laughs> Actually, the voice I do is a bit more proper because he was basically raised in Magic the Gathering's equivalent of Athens because this is in Theros. Oh, so he's kind of like, um, what's the what's the Greek Minotaur? Uh, Vestigius or something? I don't know. I, I think I know who you're talking about. Minotaur. I've been playing a lot of Hades lately. Um, Minos, uh, the Minos Bull. Asterius. Asterius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Asterius and Theseus, who you got to yeah. play. Uh, you you fight later on. Yeah, I've um, played Hades. It's good. It's real fun. Oh, I love Hades. It's Same. so like what I love about it is that whenever you talk with someone, there's always new dialogue. There's yeah, always new dialogue. Great. It just and... keeps coming. You're like with with a lot of games, you speak to someone, and then like two times later, it's just like. How can I help you? I have nothing yeah. more to say. Just canned dialogue. But with Hades, yeah. it's like, oh, dope. There's more things right. all the time. Even when you get to the surface and the, and you think, oh, I've finished the game. That's like a whole new chapter of the game to start. Like, right. oh, uh, now all the characters are talking about how you reach the surface and how cool that is. But now you've got a lot more work to do. And it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. I love but, it. Um, so much work has been put into it. Back to the voice I give Tauros, like I've been working on it for a while because we've yeah. been doing Dice Sesh for a little over a year now. Nice. And well, this is the voice of Tauros. He, it's a deeper voice. He tries to be understanding. Um, he may not seem it, but he is a bit timid at times, but Aww, he can like put up giant the, doctor. Yeah, he can put up some resolution and be like, this is what we must do. Yeah, very yeah. cool. I do, I do like D and D type games. Um, 
I think Ooh. the last D&D game I played, I played a, a cleric. Um, he was a really tall lady called Lynn Scabberthorpe the Ninth. Um, <laughs> what what happened to the other eight? <laughs> just like previous generations. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> they didn't like die. Um, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, but then the, her whole deal was like she was like a king's guard or something and then she got betrayed and so Aww. she just feels really guilty and wants to help people all the time um, yeah. even though she's not like the best cleric she's like oh I want to heal kind of but also I'm not very good at it um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like we have that cool epic backstory well for Tauros it was like yeah I'm just a kid out of college what do I do with my life how do I pay out off all this debt? What the uh, fuck? <laughs> no, not really that, because his parents are high middle class. Oh, okay. Because his father, which, golly, guess where I got the name? The father, Asterios, um, and is a historian in the big city of Melitus, while his yeah, well, mother... He, he, no, because he was there, because <laughs> it's the same dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but... Well, his mother, Merdrin, is a war priest. Fun. Yeah, that, that's a match made in heaven, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and like they have their own backstory that our DM has created. Lava, he's doing such a great job with that when we do talk to them. Uh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, Taurus was just like, oh, I just graduated Medicus school from the Temple of Farika. Um, little background information Farika, the gut, the in Theros is the god of affliction, disease, but also medicine. Oh, it sounds a bit like Frigga. Uh, who's Frigga? Isn't that like... Uh, Frigga is Nordic mythology. Yes, Frigga is the queen of Asgard. She's yeah. Thorsma. But not Frigga, Farika. <laughs> P-H-A-R-I-K-A. Frika. Yeah, Farika. Oh, cool. And her relationship with Tauros at times is tense because he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, like she's trying to make him understand something and he's just like, I don't get it. It's like, I'm and literally just trying to explain it to you. Please get it through your skull. <laughs> no, more like Tauros is just like, hey, you know, I want to be there for people. I want to help heal. You know, I want to, you know, make life expectancies longer. If it goes like, hey, buddy, there's something called disease. Let's work with that. <laughs> like, you're looking at, like, the head side of the coin. Look at the tails. There's something called death. Everyone deals with it. It's kind of unavoidable, mostly, <laughs> unless you're, like, a necromancer. Right. But, uh, I can't say more because I don't want to spoil it in case you want to listen to it. Yeah, I might but do. I, I like to do things in between work or in between smash or whatever. I work um, from home as well. So I've got uh, like a full-time job as well. Um, and that's the, in the background, I've got my computer for that. Um, um, but it's just doing work over the phones. So like in between, I'll just be like doing something else instead. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, uh, what type of video games do you like since you brought it up? I like a lot of fighting games. Um, I was in the competitive scene for a few um before the pandemic like first one i probably got into was marvel versus capcom mm. um and that was ultimate marvel versus capcom 3 which i'm ah. just gonna say as mvc3 for mm -hmm. now because it's a bit of a mouthful and i only got into that because phoenix wright was in it because phoenix yes wright he's phoenix like one of my wright! Favorite... yes objection he's like one of my favorite video game characters 
Um, and at the time I had, I got a 3DS cause I was like, oh, I'm going to play the new Ace Attorneys, which was, um, I think it was like Spirit of, I think it was Spirit, no, it was um, the one before Spirit of Justice. Okay, uh, I um, actually, wait. No, what, what, what was it? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like how I both Yeah, I can't think about it either, but I own the art book to it. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, no, so I, I got the new game after it came out, um, and I played Hang on. on. This is Capcom. I'm going to grab the art book so I can see the name. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to bug me now. I can't remember the name. Ah. So there's Phoenix Wright. And then there's Justice uh, for All, and then right. there's Trials and Tribulations. And uh, then Dual Apollo Justice. Dual fucking Destinies. That was it. Yeah, then the next one was Spirit <laughs> Obviously, of Dual Destinies. Yeah, then it was Spirit of Justice. Spirit of Justice, yeah. Which is set in the Kingdom of Korean. Kingdom of Korean. Yeah, Korean. Um, and then after that, you got the Chronicles, and uh, a friend of mine uh, very kindly gifted me that because I was so excited for it. But then I kind of like just got bored of it because. <laughs> they've got cases in it where you're just kind of in one location the whole time and that's really yeah. kind of dull to me um so but, I, i'm gonna try and power through it and get to the next fun court case um, um yeah anyway so i got into marvel's capcom because right. phoenix Wright was in it obviously right. i remember watching videos and being like and i'd never played it before but i'd seen so many tutorials and videos so I just picked it up and was like, ah, yes, I know how to play it now because <laughs> I've seen so many videos. And um, my team was Phoenix right on point and then Nemesis and Chun-Li because I felt like it was a good balance. Yeah. Like, okay, I've got the goofy lawyer on front and then I've got a big stupid monster and then I've got a fast lady who is a fun time. Um, and yeah, I, I've got, I went to a few tournaments for that in Dublin and I think in Manchester as well. Um, and yeah, that was a lot of fun and then after that um i was big into dragon ball fighters because it's a very similar game it's team-based sort mm. of like flashy combos uh and i still play that now and then um the dlc is kind of done for that now i think because they they released super saiyan 4 gogeta and they were like right great that's it <laughs> game's over now um but yeah like i've not been playing it that much and i'd like to go to more socials for it but you know i'm, I'm living in the middle of nowhere now and it's still right. kind of pandemic town um, but yeah, now I've got Smash, so I'm going to see about getting more into that after I unlock all the characters um, and learning how it plays. Because in the meantime, I played a lot of Smash 4 um, and that it just plays completely different. I remember I picked up Ultimate and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do a lot of air dodging. And I'm just like, oh, shit, you can only do like one when you're in the air now. But... Yeah. <laughs> so As... it, yeah. Uh, you think you're going to buy any of the DLC fighters? I think so when I save up a bit because each fighter's pass is like 20 quid here, which is, yeah. uh, I don't know, like however many dollars. Um, um, here it's like, I believe it's like 15 bucks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yes. So it, it's 20 pounds here for each fighter pass. So I'll probably, I'll, <laughs> I'll spread it out between paydays. So like I'll get a payday right. and then go, all right, cool. I'll buy a fighter's pass because there are some I'm actually really interested in playing as. Like there's Terry Bogard. He looks a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Steve and Sephiroth. I'm just like, so, some of these look really cool and I want to play as them and I want their stages. Uh, um, yeah. I will say this. I have played as Sephiroth a bit. It's a load of fun. <laughs> right? He looks insane. I love it. Um, yeah. But the only thing I'm disappointed with Sephiroth is that he doesn't really have any color alts that are interesting. Like, right. They do that with some of the DLC characters where they're like, oh, we don't really have the rights or the or the um, character holders are being a bit weird with them. So it's like, no, no, you need to represent them accurately, especially Square Enix. They're very protective of yeah. their characters. Um, so but... Cloud and Sephiroth don't really have any fun color alts. Um, 
but yeah some of the others do like steve from minecraft has like every, every skin is like completely different um, it is and then yeah 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 just i want to get more into smash because i really liked smash 4's competitive scene um that was a lot of fun so i'd really like to get into smash's competitive as well um i live near manchester so and then they generally have t- tournaments and stuff on but like it's still pandemic town so no one's yep. doing socials yeah um uh, but hey gives me more time to train <laughs> right more time to train to tr- practice to hone your skills yeah. uh, but well, i'm physically doing that as well because i practice taekwondo and i've got a tournament for that coming up in a week ah, or so. well uh first of all uh good luck in that um I would not want to meet you in the dark alley. You could probably no. Meet most people me. don't. I remember I, I I worked in a bar um a while ago, and some of those folks were like, "Haha, we're gonna poke fun." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do martial arts now." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh wait, you do you do actual fighty fight? Okay, we're gonna be nice to you." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, or I'll kick you in the head. Though I will say this. If I ever did go over to the UK and we somehow did bump into each other, I do think we'd have a delightful conversation. Because, <laughs> you know, you seem really nice. Yeah, no, totally. I'd, like, even people who annoy me, I don't really go to violence. Like, when I was working in bars, I used to get a bunch of shitty comments. And, you know, we'd have the bouncer if anything went wrong. But in the meantime, I'd just be like, right, you need to either stop and leave or I'm going to pour your drink over your head and then you can leave. So <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Yeah, fair um, point. Yeah. Um, but... I'm, I'm generally quite patient with people. Like if, if anyone like came and attacked me head on, I might avoid it a bit, but like, I, I don't know. I, I, I was even attacked by a dog like two years ago uh, with uh, someone at the time. And my instinct was just like, defense, I'll just do defense. I don't want to harm this creature, even though it's trying to bite my face off. So I'll just be defenseful and push it away. <laughs> turn um, and push. <laughs> yeah, just turn and push. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't like hurting people, but I like fighting, if uh, that makes sense. Yeah, well, like, it I makes like the, sense. Yeah, I like the competitive nature and fighting spirit from other folks. Like, Because when I'm sparring with people in Taekwondo, you can kind of tell if they're not really into it. Like I'll fight some people and they're just like, huh, yeah, I'm going to do a kick, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you're not really into this. Okay. And then some people are like properly like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to are you going to go for a kick? Are you going to respect my space? Ah, and it's just it's a lot of fun. Um, so that's why I'm excited to do tournament type things. Um, and yeah, yeah, just fighting in general, be it, be it um, in the Dojang or on Smash. <laughs> I just like yeah. it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, you have me who's just like, mm, yes, I, I'll play Smash, but I'm I'm something that the toxic people would call a filthy casual. Uh- <laughs> It's fine if you just enjoy the game. Like, I, I don't understand. So I used to be um, in a gaming society and the amount of people there who played fighting games and were really dickish about it. Like, I remember they were showing me Street Fighter V, which was new at the time. And I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to get into this. And they were just spamming moves. And I was like, what the, f- stop. What are you doing? This isn't fun. He's like, oh no, I'm just trying to teach you how to avoid, uh, the, the, you know, how to deal with play styles like this. Like, you're not actually t- telling me how to avoid it though. You're just throwing moves at me and expecting me to know what to do. Right. Like I'm, I'm very new to the game. You can't do that. Just tell me how to fucking do it. Right. So, well, if I do a cool move and someone's like, oh, how do I dodge that? I'll just be like, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's... Just push buttons till they work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's how I honestly play fighting games because... Like, I'm more of an RPG guy. Like, 
Fire Emblems, my I do jam, like a good RPG. Pokemon. My friend actually let me borrow a shit ton of Fire Emblem games and I have no idea where to start. Um, I, I, I started emulating like the one where you play as Marth on SNES and I, I kind of got into that. Um, I had to use a lot of save states though because I wasn't very good at it. Um, the Fire, if I had to recommend a Fire Emblem game to get you started, um, if you want a 3DS, a good 3DS one, go either Birthright or Conquest. But okay. if you want a I think harder... they let me borrow those. They, they gave me a bunch of 3DS games and some Switch games. So I'll okay. probably start with either Birthright or Conquest just to okay. get into it. Fair warning, Conquest is a lot harder than Birthright. Well, I'll just do Birthright then because I'm quite new. I, I kind of understand how a lot of the unit types work. Like, yeah. oh, you use archers against flying ones. You use big buff dudes against, uh, I don't know, horse dudes. Um, <laughs> right. Some I still don't quite understand, but I'm sure I can watch tutorials or something on yeah, that. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I do love a good RPG. I think Oblivion is one of my favorites just for how oh, uh, silly it is. Oblivion. Oh, geez. <laughs> now we've OGs? reached it. We, we've reached the tents. Tents? Do you not like Oblivion? Um, Oblivion's, Oblivion's a fine RPG. I played it. I, I enjoyed parts of it, but I prefer Skyrim. Oh, no, obviously. Like, most people prefer Skyrim because it's just a lot more polished and there's a lot more to do. I like Oblivion just because it's silly and stupid. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's silly and stupid. And that's why I loved it, too. I'm like, you're goofy. You, you know you're goofy. Awesome. Like... Exactly. Like a lot of the characters are just really silly and just like just random shit can happen every now and then. Like um, when I first played Oblivion, it was at a friend's house in about 2007 or six or something. It was not long after it came out. Um, and we were, they were just messing around and we were all kind of playing it together. And we got to Kvach, like the camp outside Kvach, which has been destroyed. Um, and we just started wailing on this ogre lady who really didn't like us. Um, and then we were like, all right. Oh, not ogre lady. Um, uh, oh, maybe it was an ogre. What are the what are the classes in Oblivion? I can't remember. Um, the races are like Khajiit. Uh, Is it ogre? Am I getting the word right? Because I'm thinking um, of ogre. And you're saying ogre, but I think you mean orc, maybe. Orcs. There was an orc lady. Yeah. Ah. So, there was, so there was this orc lady who's like a merchant there, and we just I don't know. We were attacking random people just for the fun of it because we were like stupid and tiny. Um, and then we we're like, all right, we're done here. Let's leave. Oh no, I think we were running away actually because she was way stronger than we thought. <laughs> so we're like, oh, okay, cool. She's beating us up, let's leave. And then it was like three hours later after we were playing and we were in a completely different part of the map. And we were just like wandering around. We'd leveled up a bit and we we're like, right, okay, let's head this way. And then out of a bush comes Orc Lady. <laughs> she's like, you, and we're like, oh God, she's back. That's amazing. It, uh, that that's the kind of stuff I live for in Elder Scrolls games where just stupid shit happens and it's just like oh okay this is a story to tell this is great I love it <laughs> right and like for me one of my favorite things I ever did was I was doing the Dark Brotherhood questline in Skyrim I believe yeah that's, that's a good one it's my favorite faction um and I think I accidentally killed an NPC I wasn't supposed to and I was just How like, mm, okay, oh well, I'm fine. A couple days later, this group of hired thugs comes at me. <laughs> so I take down the hired thugs, pickpocket them. They have a message. They were they were a hit squad that was sent to kill me. So I was like, okay, let me read this letter. So I seen who sent them. I tracked them down <laughs> to get revenge on the sender. 
Wow. <laughs> because I, was I like, love oh, that kind of stuff. That's what I think this character would do. It's not because I'm a psychopath. Uh, <laughs> no, totally, it's normal. I'm just role playing. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm role playing in my role playing game. How could you? <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I played Skyrim with a friend of mine once. I think it was the same one we used to, we used to play Oblivion with. Um, and we we wanted to make a fun, interesting kind of character, so we went for a magic character, uh, but with the fun. caveat of only magic, only magic, nothing else, no <laughs> weapons, tough. unless. And even if we had like bound weapons, it was a thin line. It was like, well, I don't know about that. And I think we were at the negotiating table in terms of what our character was allowed to have. And I was like, right, they need at least one weapon though, like one physical weapon. And then my friend was like, okay, the wooden sword. <laughs> you know, there's actually a weapon worse than that. Is there? Is it like yes. a spoon or something? You're close. I forget a, what the location a is. A shovel or like um, something. I forget where the location is, but there is a wieldable fork and knife. Hell yes. <laughs> and it does <laughs> like- wield the knife and fork. <laughs> it does like one damage. And oh, I knew this God, going just, just, in. Just go around as a naked pink dude with a knife and fork and just be like, I'm role playing as Kirby. And we can <laughs> eat people. <laughs> but it's funny that you mentioned that. It's not because I did that, but because I did use a fork and I was like, okay, I have a plan. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go to an enchanting table and put enchantments on the fork. So the enchantments actually did like more an insane, damage. Insanely powerful fork. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the idea. I like to imagine like, like, like years and years after your character's death, this fork gets put back into circulation and like some random person is like just trying to eat something and like they stab it in and it just explodes. <laughs> right. And the funny thing like you're like oh this insanely powerful fork no no that's what i did <laughs> because i had the goal i want to kill a dragon with a fork now see that's a folk story <laughs> that's a folk story <laughs> yeah and i believe there's this one con man in skyrim i don't know where he is but if he's like oh i have all these ancient treasures and they're not really ancient treasures but one of the quote-unquote treasures is Yskimor's soup spoon, and it's a fork. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, yes, Yskimor was so tough that he could eat soup with a fork. He just, like, whipped it into a whirlwind and slurped <laughs> exactly, it up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, video games are crazy, and I love them. I love that. That's so cool. Um, oh. oh, God, yeah, but with with the, our magic user we got to a yeah. boss fight once and we were like throwing everything we could at him and it was just like nothing's happening like we're not doing any damage and we realized this particular character was just immune to magic they absorbed <gasps> it and were immune to magic full stop and we were like okay this is a chance to use our sword <laughs> our wooden sword and i think we added like poison and a few enchantments to it just to buff it up a bit right. and we we were just like chipping away at the health but every time it got to like one third health left he healed himself and we just right. couldn't do anything but so we, just got we just got lydia to kill him smart smart uh but i believe in the right of ways there's this pair of gauntlets it's the only ones like it in the game and it's called i believe the gloves of the pugilist that sounds familiar yeah and it is the only gauntlets in game where it has an enchantment to increase your unarmed damage so if you wanted to go all insane no weapons fine put that enchantment on your gloves and just beat them to death yeah do it be grand <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I wish there was more like weapons that were like that. Um, oh yeah, just like unarmed weapons. Like oh, you could get cool like Wolverine claws or some shit. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, like oh gosh, I remember another weird Skyrim story was we when we were playing as our character, we basically didn't use any weapons or anything or shields. So everything right. cool we got, we gave to Lydia. So she was just insanely powerful at this stage. Cause we were just like, oh, cool. Uh, the mirror shields, Lydia, you can have that. I was like, oh, the Dawnblade. Oh, cool, Lydia, you just have it. And we got all this cool armor and shit, but we didn't want it. So we just gave it to Lydia. Um, and then at one point we went to sleep in a hotel or in an inn or something. And we woke up somewhere else as a quest. But the problem was Lydia was also in that hotel and we lost her. So after that quest, we realized Lydia wasn't following us anymore and we had no idea where she was. So oh, no. we were like, oh shit, we've lost Lydia. She has all our shit. Um, <laughs> fuck. So we looked everywhere. We looked at the house that we bought. We looked at the hotel. We, we looked in like some of the guilds and we were just like, Lydia, where have you gone? She has forsaken us. She's run away with all our cool shit. Um, you, and then we you... thought right okay we might have to use console commands so we spawned lydia problem was we spawned a new lydia so this was a clone of lydia who had none of our stuff and we're like oh no this is a different lydia this is the wrong lydia this is a lydia from an alternate universe who we have summoned <laughs> um and so we we, we we kind of ran around with her for a bit and then we thought, oh, you know what we could do? We could teleport ourselves to Lydia with console commands. So we just like send player to Lydia and that worked. So we appeared in the middle of a road and we're like, oh, where are we? That's weird. And then a bear came out of a bush and started attacking us. And we're like, oh shit, we're not prepared for this uh, magic. But then Lydia also came out the bush <laughs> and killed the bear. And then she was just casually like, I'm sworn to carry your burden. So we're just like, Lydia, we found you. Also, uh, this is other Lydia. Um, <laughs> say hi. But I remember when I lost a follower like that, but it made me more panicked because of who the follower was. Who was it? Was it Cicero or something? I lost Cicero. Oh, no. And in my head, I was like, oh, no. Cicero does not have the listener to guide him. He, what rampage will he go on? Oh, no. Oh, no. No voice of reason. He will go on a murder spree. Yeah, because it's Cicero. And Cicero is the best. And I believe he is the follower with the most recorded lines of dialogue. Really? That's so cool. Yeah. I wouldn't know because I always killed Cicero because <laughs> I just um, hated him. Do yourself a favor and don't kill Cicero because... Okay, next time. Next time. I might get um, Skyrim on Switch so I have more games oh, to play. Fun. Uh, but I'm, I'm really excited about having a Switch, actually, because it's just like, oh, cool. I have just a shit ton of games now. This is amazing. And I can play them wherever I want. <laughs> and, but my favorite thing with Cicero is, like, no matter where you go, he has something to say about it. Really? Like, even if it's a dwarven ruin, because... One time I went into a dwarven ruin and I just heard Cicero go, Dwarf! Cicero sees a dwarf! No, wait, no, that was nothing. Sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do love it when RPGs have a lot of fun dialogue. Um, That's why I liked Hades so much because it's just like when you talk to people, they just say new shit every time. Yeah. Um, And there's um Kronos as well, who's like the god of sleep. I think it's Kronos? Uh, Hypnos. Um, Hypnos, um, who's got to sleep, and if you die to something new, he'll just be like, "Oh, so you die to this thing, huh? Fucking idiot!" <laughs> yeah, that like I love him, but I hate him. I'm like, I know, really, like, you jerk. I was in the surface and I got killed by one of those like 
ceiling axes. And he's like, oh, I got killed by one of those ceiling axes, huh? I've got a really good tip to avoid those. Just don't get hit. And I'm just like, I'm going to fucking slap the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, that's how I was too. Because I, here's the thing. I love Hades, but I'm not good at Hades. I have never seen the surface. It's, it's hard. It's hard to get to the surface. Like even the first time I got there, I was like, oh, cool. You fight your daddy. And obviously he's like, no, I can't let you leave. And you're like, oh shit, this is a really hard boss fight. And then there's another phase to the boss fight, yeah. which is even harder. It's just like, fuck it out. Oh my God. But... Um, it, yeah, it's, it's an amazing game. I've got to keep playing it. Um, and I love the mythology to it. Right. And, um, oh, yes. It's just a lot of fun. I do, it, it I do is. like me some good Hades. Um, and I got Mario Kart 8 um for switch as well and just 200 cc is so fun i love just fucking barreling down the tracks right uh though shoot what was i gonna say what were you gonna say sorry for right no no you're fine you're fine i interrupt my own train of thought sometimes no, me uh, too. but uh i am familiar with hard games because i pride myself in i beat cuphead wow nice Yep. Cuphead was a tough one. Um, yeah, it I is I, a tough one. I think I tried playing it with a friend of mine, but they just like weren't as into it. So I ended up doing it solo. Aww. And then after that, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to try and get like 100% and get like three stars on every stage. But that was even harder. And I didn't like doing that. Because <laughs> um, I got it on Steam. So I have the achievements to look at. Nice. I am two achievements away from 100%ing the game. That's pretty, pretty commendable, I will say. Though one of them, I am going to hate to... Like, both of them are stupid hard. Is it something like complete the whole game without getting hit or something? Uh, no. One of them is beat an airplane level as the mini plane. Oh, no. That, no, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that is just the mini plane. And the other I mean ones... I mean, if it's just an airplane level, you could just go to the easiest one and yeah. Do but this. it's still tough because of how close you have to get. Oh yeah, you have to be really close. You do very little damage. Um, but I guess the positive is that you're very small and um, very quick. Yeah, but that <laughs> that can be hard with dodging because you can forget how quick you are. Because I've done that. Yeah, and, and can you not parry in tiny mode? No, you can't parry in tiny mode. So that makes it harder as well. Oh, dang, that sounds tough as hell. <laughs> yeah, and the other one is get an A rank on all the levels in Island 3. Oh, wow, and yeah, that's tough. I almost have them all except for this one stupid boss, and that's Dr. Call's Robot. Oh yeah, that one's hard because the just the, the amount of shit on the screen that is playing. Yeah. And, I'm just like, and it feels very mm. random. So you just go be like, oh cool, I'll either randomly parry or I'll just get hit. <laughs> right. But the achieve... one of my favorite bosses was um Carnival Kerfuffle. That's a lot of fun. Oh, that's a good the... one. I love the music and the uh the genie one as well. I really like yeah. that. It's very creative. Um just some of the music as well in Cuphead is amazing. Yeah, it is. But the achievement I pride myself the most in is rolling sixes, which is beat king dice without getting hit. Oh, wow. That's pretty tough. Yeah, because I lucked out on getting it. Is that beat him as the boss or beat all the mini bosses, including him without getting hit? Mini bosses included because it's still the king. <laughs> the, it's still the king dice boss fight. 
Wow, I, I, guess, I suppose you just gotta get lucky and hope that you don't barely have to fight anyone before fighting him, geez. Yeah, and also the thing that definitely helps is if you bring the charm that gives you two extra hearts. Yeah. Because if you lose those, the game doesn't count them as being hit because that's not your original health. Oh, that's interesting. I do like stuff like that. What, what, one of the ones I thought were interesting were the pacifist runs on the uh, run gun, run and gun levels. Those are rough. The, yeah, where you need to beat the whole stage without getting hit or, I think it's just without causing damage actually. I don't know if you Yeah, you cannot kill a single enemy and I'm don't, don't proud kill anyone. To, yeah, can't kill anyone and I'm proud to say I've actually done it. Nice. I know there are some tricks about some of them where it's like, oh, what, what about enemies that you can't get past without having to kill them? And it's like, you need to do crazy shit. Like, oh, you need to parry one of their hits so you're high enough to jump over them. Yeah, exactly. Or you need to like do the ninja dash before they spawn. And it's just like, oh, that's, I like that. That's a lot of cool, cool detail in Cuphead. Um, mm -hmm. Are they making like a TV show for Cuphead? Uh, yes, it is a Netflix original, I believe. And King Dice is voiced by Wayne Brady. I need to Google who Wayne Brady is. Um, in America, he is a game show host. Oh, shit. Cool. And I believe there's a snippet you can listen to on YouTube. And he pulls off King Dice very well. Nice. And um, I'm, I'm exposing myself as how big of a Cuphead fan I am. If you call my phone and I don't have it on silent or vibrate, you'll just hear, ah, Mr. King Dice, I'm the gamest nice. in the land. My, oh gosh, my ringtone used to be my YouTube theme, which was a remix of like a song my dad did in the 90s. But now it's Ooh. just the Final Fantasy VII victory fanfare. So I get a call and uh. it's just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, yay. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just hope, hey, maybe someone will know the reference in, in what I'm out and about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have that thought if I didn't always keep my phone on vibrate. <laughs> yeah, most of the time mine's on vibrate because um, I'm working. So right. I don't want my phone to go off and suddenly there's Final Fantasy music playing or <laughs> shit like that. Right. Um, or I'm looking after a tiny baby who is potentially sleeping and I don't ah. want loud noises to occur. Um, but yeah, but. um, yeah, no, RPGs are good. <laughs> yeah. That's the point of this lesson. Well done. Right. RPGs. They're good. Yeah, times. RPGs are good. What would you say is your favorite RPG? Uh, it's a weird one. I think probably Faster Than Light. I've never heard of that. Uh, it's a sort of roguelike RPG almost. Um, I think it's, in terms of favorite RPGs, I'll probably say some, a Fast in the Light is probably at the top because it's so replayable and then Oblivion is a close second because I just love Oblivion. It's a lot of fun. Um, there's actually an RPG that I really enjoyed that's quite simple and it's for the SNES. It's based on the anime Ranma One Half. Um, and I didn't know that there was an RPG based on it because it's one of my one of my favorite animes. And I was like, I'm going to look into what games it has. And there was like an RPG that came out on the SNES. And I'm like, well, I got to play that. <laughs> um, uh... And it's kind of simple, but quite enjoyable it's like oh yeah it, it, it's kind of copying the final fantasy aesthetic and systems where it's like you have a party and it's kind of turn-based um and you know you can upgrade yourself by getting weapons and you level up um but it's very it's very linear so there's not really much to explore it's like you're in an area you beat the area you go to the next area but there's some fun puzzles as well 
Um, and then there's Oblivion, obviously, which is just a silly, glitchy time. But Faster Than Light is one um, that came out ages and ages ago. And you basically have to get to, uh, you basically carry information for the Federation or whatever. And you've got to get to the super secret base at the end of the universe. And you've got to, you basically are the captain of a, sh of a starship and you have to upgrade your weapons and everything. And... Uh, allocate power and it's one of the few games where you say ah no sh sh shields are down send more power to engineering blah, blah blah and it's just like oh that makes sense you can actually do that in that game um and you get unique alien crew members um you, you've got a lot of different ships to choose from um there's a lot of replayability in it because you know when you die you just have to start again but you may unlock something new um and yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I'll play it up. I'll boot it up now and then. It's one of the games I really enjoy streaming because like sometimes, sometimes I can just be like, oh no, pff, the ship's under damage. Computer, red alert. And then. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, Computer, yes. stop. Um, so I have my Alexa and it's wake up word is computer. Um, so <laughs> uh, computer lights orange. It's a bit evil looking now. Yeah. I don't know that one. No, I suppose <laughs> not. Computer lights orange. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's one of the ones I enjoy playing. Um, just because it's replayable. It's got a lot of fun space shenanigans. You can upgrade your ship in a lot of different ways. You can find specific situations to either. Sometimes you can use dip, uh, Sometimes you can use diplomacy. But not often. Most of the time, it's like, oh no, someone's ambushed us. Fight them. Um, I wish there was more, you know, situations that you could kind of diffuse and talk out um, and there was a bit more variety. Um, and some, some situations are literally random in terms of outcome. Like one example is like, oh, um, you're at a planet and someone's under attack by giant alien spiders. What do you want to do? And t sometimes if you press like, I want to help, you'll actually help them and you'll succeed and, you know, you'll get a new crew member or something. But most of the time you fail and you lose a crew member but it's completely random as to what happened. So with a lot of the choices that you're given, you just end up being playing it safe and be like, well, no, I don't want to lose a crew member. So I'm just going to ignore them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of like my only criticisms of it. Other than that, it's a, it's a, it's a blast. Yeah. Well, if I had to say my favorite RPG. Go for it. Um, Is it Scrim? No, it's not Skyrim. Uh, there's one RPG I liked more. Yeah. Because. It, Is it, it a Fire Emblem? Uh. Fire Emblem is good. Fire Emblem is one of my favorite franchises. I love Three Houses. Okay. But this one, it it holds a special place in my heart. Is it? Give me a hint. I'm going to try and guess it. It's Pokemon. It's oh, one on. of the It's one of the Pokemon games. Pokemon Pearl or Diamond? Yep. Pokemon Diamond. Hell yeah. And... That's the one I had. I actually nice. Had I actually had the cartridge of that and um, it got put in the washing machine and the dryer. Oh, no. And it, it got out and it was slightly melted. It's a little bit warped, Aww. but it still worked. <laughs> oh, props to that cartridge. But um, I, yeah, go for it. Go on. It's my favorite because it's the first Pokemon game I ever beat. Wow, nice. Not the first one I ever played. The first one I ever played was Emerald. And. I don't know why, but I never was able to beat Wallace, which was the champion in Emerald. Right. 
but then I was then I got diamond for like my birthday and I was like oh yeah let's do this then I had to deal with Cynthia who is the toughest champion to date I think diamond was the one that I first played properly like before then I, I didn't have a Game Boy or Game Boy Advance well I did have a Game Boy Advance but I didn't have any like Pokemon games for it and then when I had a DS, I got Diamond, and my friend had Pearl, and we traded and battled. It was a lot of fun. Um, uh, I think I what still store have the... them somewhere. Um, and my my Pokemon should still be on that. I remember ages ago, actually, I was like, I want to get my Pokemon from Diamond up to X and Y, so they can, so I can pet them and say Aww. hello. Um, but like, you needed to have black and white to do that. And in right. order to do it from black and white, you need to get to a certain point in the game where you can trade it over. <laughs> but I never. I, I just didn't get to that point so like I've yeah. been still trapped in the past from like 2008 <laughs> but what starter did you choose for diamond and pearl yeah diamond and pearl what did you choose which starter is this piplup there's chimchar is it uh, yep piplup chimchar and, and turtwig terror no uh, turtwig turtwig <laughs> turtwig um i think on my first playthrough i chose piplup yeah, same. I thought they were the cutest. Yeah. Um, and I liked the samurai penguin at the end. Um, yeah, no, I've never been f- fond of the fire starters. I always thought they were a bit just like, yeah, I'm going to go fire and everything's going to be super easy because I'm just going to burn everything. So I've either gone water or grass most of the time. Yeah, um, same. So first, Bulbasaur obviously is the best starter for Gen 1. And then Gen 2, I think I chose Totodile. Um I'm just going to Google Pokemon starters. <laughs> yeah, because Gen 2 is Totodile. Yeah, Totodile is the best one. And then... Yeah, agreed. And then Gen 3 was... Mudkip. Mudkip. And yeah, I think Mudkip was the best one for Gen 3. Then Gen 4, Piplup, Gen 5. Ah, oh, to be fair, I do like pig the, the fire pig. They're adorable. Pen pig. Pe- they're so cute. I they really are. Like they're them. adorable. I think, no, I think I did cho- choose, or if I did play black and white, I would have chosen the fire pig. And then with X and Y, oh shit, I think with X and Y, I did actually choose Fennekin because I just loved the fox aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no. When I first played X and Y, I did actually choose um, the grass one, Chespin. And they evolved into this big hulking thing. And I was just like, I'm not a big fan of this. <laughs> but what I love about X and Y is the starters are actually based off of RPG classes. They are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah because the mage, there's the thief, and there's the big person. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. And then with uh, Sun and Moon, I didn't actually play Sun and Moon, but I would have chosen Rowlet, obviously. Yeah, Rowlet was the cool. best. <laughs> um, and then with, uh, what was the, the newest one? Uh, Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield, yeah. I don't know which one I would have chosen. Maybe um, the Fire Bunny because they're cute. Yeah, and I don't know. I I chose Sobble, which is the water lizard. Yeah, for Sword the sad and lizard. Shield. Yeah, because he weaponizes his tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like I've been there, buddy. Uh, oh, but my favorite story to tell involving Pokemon, and it yeah. is what made me fall in love with Pokemon. Go for it. It was when I eventually got through the Elite Four and got to Cynthia. Mm. And me, being a little 10-year-old at the time, I thought I was the top dog here. And Cynthia told me to sit. 
because she like, oh that's cute you beat the elite four i've already done that um i'm gonna mess you up <laughs> yeah yeah basically and that's what cynthia does uh, the joke is she wears all black because when you face her it's your funeral oh shit <laughs> that, that's like the fandom joke and i love it and it's true because i was like oh i got this i got dialga on my team we're all good eventually she killed almost all of my pokemon except for one and I killed all of her Pokemon, except for one. <gasps> tense. So it, it was real tense. It's Cynthia's Garchomp. Oh shit, that's not, yeah. I yeah, love Garchomp being scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, ever heard of the YouTuber Jaden Animations? Jaden Animations? Yeah, because she did, she animated her Nuzlocke. Nope, never, never seen this person, but they have a very... They look, they look neat. Anyway, go on. Um, and the best way to describe Cynthia's Garchomp is how she describes Cynthia's Garchomp. And she described it as followed. That thing was created by Satan himself, and even he is afraid of what he has made. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, it's, it's a scary time. I don't, I don't remember having much trouble. Oh, well, it was this long ago. I can't remember being right. in Elite Four and Cynthia and everything. Vaguely remember it being a tough fight. Um, now, um, the one-on-one -on -one actually becomes a bit more tenser because I told you what Cynthia's last Pokemon was. I never said what mine was. What was it? A level 21 Lopunny. Why did you have a level 21 Lopunny? It was my HM slave. The one that had ah. all the HMs. Or almost all of them because Lopunny can't fly. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. okay. I'm dead. I, I I know I'm gone. But Cynthia just I believe like it went for Dragon Rush because golly, that Garchomp is a lot faster than a level 21 low punny. And it missed, which is rare for Cynthia's Garchomp to do. And my low punny got a critical hit on it. Hell yeah. And it brought well, it like, lucky. Uh, no, it didn't get a critical hit. It just got a good, super effective hit. And it brought its health to the red. I'm like, okay, I could do this. Quick attack. Here's the thing about quick attack. It, yeah, it always, always goes, it always goes first. So low, level 21 low penny hits the guard chomp. I see the health start moving. It reaches zero, and the pop-up of critical hit comes oh, up. Oh, shit! And I'm just like, yes! Hell yeah! Yes! Oh, you couldn't have done that again if you tried. That's no, I can't. And that's why I got Brilliant Diamond, to prove to myself it wasn't a fluke. Yeah, I'll do it probably this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, with some planning. I and remember I, I used to do... Go on. And I thought I'd be the big dog on campus and do a Nuzlocke of Brilliant Diamond. Yeah, I already lost the Nuzlocke. It's hard. Nuzlocke's are pretty tough. Uh, yeah, um, but the reason I lost was um, I'm giving you a heads up for this gym battle because it's rough sometimes if you get caught off guard like I was. And that's Malin, the fighting type gym leader. Right. And you're like, okay, just bring a flying type. I'm good. No, you're not. Hmm. Because you. <laughs> no, no, no rock moves were involved, actually. Oh. First Pokemon out, it's a pure fighting flying. Yeah, it'll take care of it. Second one, 
Oh, fighting. Yeah, flying will take care of it. Oh, is anyone like fighting electric or something? Nope. There is actually no fighting electric type Pokemon. Oh, I thought there was. Nope, there's not one. So she, what does she send out? A Lucario. And that is fighting steel. So that negates your super effectiveness of flying types. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's fine. I can still outspeed it. No, you can't. Because this thing repeated three moves on me in just these three moves. I never saw a fourth move. It was screech, which lowers your defense a lot. Oh yeah. Bulk up, which makes his attacks stronger and his defense stronger. Huh. And then his only attacking move that I have seen, Drain Punch, which is like absorb, but for fighting types. And it swept my team. That's that's tough when they do setups like that. Yeah, um, because if it gets off enough bulk ups, that's it, you're dead. There's nothing you can do. So what did I do? I just was like, okay, fine. I lost the Nuzlocke. I'm still going to beat the game, though. <laughs> so what I had to do was train up my Machoke to, like, level 31. And I was like, okay, what's super effective against this Lucario? The answer, fighting-type moves, ironically. So I just made my... Machop, not no Machoke. It did evolve. Yeah. Machoke do a super effective move that was so powerful that it would just one hit KO the Lucario. So it couldn't bulk up at all. Yeah, do it real quick. Just like get it out of the way. Yeah. And I remember, remember some of the setups I used to do. I had a star me or star you, and it got had minimize and basically moves that made it just like really hard to hit so it's just like cool i'm gonna use minimize and this other move that makes my evasion really high and then i'm just gonna fuck you up with either psychic or hydro pump right. um, <laughs> well um, and that works pretty well most mostly yeah the setup i had was actually introduced in sun and moon because okay. it was one of the ultra beasts which is like pokemon from another dimension in lore oh yeah and i forget the name of the actual name of it but i nicknamed it genocider oh no <laughs> because anytime it killed a pokemon its speed would go up and as long as i gave it hard-hitting moves it would always go first <laughs> yeah that sounds pretty scary <laughs> yeah um oh man one yeah, of my um, one oh. of my other techniques was I had a electrode, which is one of my favorite Pokemon. It's just it's just a smiley, happy electric little ball. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. Um, but like, I was playing an online match once and I was getting decimated, and I only had this electrode left. Um, and I was like, oh dang, I'm just gonna lose this. But all of their Pokemon were hitting me with like physical moves, which <gasps> weren't actually that effective against me, and it meant because of Electrode's, like, um, trait, they kept getting paralyzed. <laughs> so oh, all their Pokemon static. were like, Yeah, all their Pokemon were just like, ha, gotcha. Oh, wait, I'm par paralyzed now. And I just electrocute them to death. And this nice. went on 
for the extra, the, the rest of their Pokemon until they had one left. And it was so tense at the end. Like we think we were both on like no health because I'd just basically been taking hits, getting slapped and then paralyzing them. And um, the edge that I had was that Electrode was really speedy. So I hit them with a lightning bolt and they died and then they rage quit. <laughs> Fair, fair. He's like, no, I deserved that win, you bastard. <laughs> but my favorite strategy I ever did with a Pokemon was a Snorlax, who I oh. nicknamed. I, I was supposed to name nickname him Big Boy, but I accidentally ended it too soon, so his nickname was just Big. <laughs> big the Snorlax. Yeah, very, Big very the Snorlax. Clear. So what I and one thing. Snorlax is a beefy boy. His defense is stupid, and so is his HP. So what I did was I gave him a Rocky helmet. What and does so, that do? Rocky helmet, whenever they're hit with a physical move, damages the opponent. And Snorlax is a normal type. Weak against fighting, which is 90% physical. Mostly, yeah. I think there's like Aura Sphere. Which yeah, is, Aura Sphere is, is the only special attack I can really think of. Mm. That sounds pretty effective, though. <laughs> yeah, I say. It, it was, especially with uh, Gigantamaxing, which was introduced in Sword and Shield. Because Snorlax has a Gigantamax form. And... If you ever want to look it up, go ahead. It's so dumb looking. I love it. <laughs> I do like some of the Gigantamax forms. Like, I, yeah. I like that they gave all the original starters, um, like, big old forms. Like, Blastoise is just a fortress. Um, and With Venusaur legs. It becomes, like, a massive island rainforest thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's dope. I love it. It, it is. And then Charizard, which is the Pokemon Company's favorite, uh, just gets a dragon form, really. Yeah, it's just like big dragon. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's all you need. Uh, though, um, I would. Now, tough question for me to always answer is like, oh, what's your favorite Pokemon? Because there's a lot of Pokemon I like. And personally, um, and you said Electrode was your favorite, right? No, I, I think my favorite is actually. Um, one sec, I need to get a thing to show. Hey, that's fine. Yeah, so my favorite, everyone knows it's my favorite, and, and, and it's Jigglypuff. Aww. Got, got a bunch of tiny Jigglypuff things. Oh, wait, I've got a fucking, uh, another thing. Uh, I also have a Jigglypuff amiibo. <laughs> Aww, that's cute. Um, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I just like Jigglypuff. It's a fun Pokemon. Yeah, it's it is. It's a balloon. One of my yeah. mains in Smash. <laughs> oh risky main but i like it it's fun no one like a lot of people are like oh you're a tiny balloon i'll launch you easy <laughs> yeah like a really well-timed rest oh like, those are devastating i love it i remember there was like a strategy guide for brawl it was like an unofficial strategy guide um but it was like so hilarious because like they obviously had no idea what they were talking about um and um Oh, sorry. Uh, got distracted. Hey, and, you're fine. Uh, basically, <laughs> they they got to Jigglypuff and they're like, Jigglypuff has a down B move where they just go to sleep. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> ball. 
little did they know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, no, I love playing as Jigglypuff. It's a lot of fun. I liked that there was like in Smash 4, they had um, like alternate moves that you could equip yeah. to any fighter because each special had like two extra ones. And they got rid of that in Smash Ultimate for some reason. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Um, but it made competitive play very tricky because <laughs> some yeah. of the moves were really broken and then they just became immediately banned. It's like no alternate moves, not allowed. Um, but yeah, Jigglypuff, Ganondorf, Captain Falcon, Snake cloud i like cloud i had to re- i had to practice an enormous amount of restraint not to buy a cloud amiibo the other day <laughs> uh, but as i was about to say with my favorite pokemon yeah it it's kind of tough to say because it either is, gets the reaction of oh i love that pokemon or wait that's a pokemon right <laughs> because there's so little merch of it which and one is it go on Cofagrigus. Coffer what? Coffagrigus. How do you spell that? <laughs> uh, let me look it up on how the. And I said it again. It seems in any interview I say, let me look it up. Uh... I'm, I'm Googling any way I know how to spell it, and it's just coming up with literally nothing. <laughs> okay, this is how you spell it. Are you ready? Go for it. Go for it. Let me Google. C O. Yeah. F A. F A. Oh, right. I've got it. Cofagris. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the coffin. Yeah, I love that. Secret um, coughing, like third evolution. <laughs> uh, no, but Cofagrigus is my favorite. Cofagrigus is great. I love, like, there's some of the RPGs where they walk around and they just, like, look really goofy with their. Yeah. But. Um, and I seen this like fake mega evolution and it of Cofagrigus and it was him opening up his own coffin and crawling out. It was so, yeah, it was terrifying and I loved it. But I believe the reason I love Cofagrigus so much is because of Ya Mask. And it's, oh, your mask is an interesting one. It's like people die and they turn into masks and then they. Uh, yeah, because I, I love how dark Pokemon can get. Yeah, like Gengar, just like, oh, it's going to absorb your, eat your dreams and absorb your soul or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, for Yard Mask, it's like, oh, yeah, if it ever looks at the mask it holds, it will cry because it will remind them of their past life. Oh, yeah, great. That's cool. That's, that's and... moral to own a human soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's like another thing in Pokemon. It's just like, ah, oh, this thing could be human, but yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's other things like, oh, a tiny boy got turned into a, a, a Kadabra once. That's fine. That's normal. Yeah, and what I love, it's it's Kadabra. It's the middle evolution. How did it evolve? Is he is he just like fighting people now? Like what what's what's their life? Like oh right. gosh. It's it's yeah, Pokemon's a lot of fun. I like it. Um But I would say what my I believe my favorite Pokemon decks entry just for how off the wall insane it is it is Raichu's original entry because it says it can produce enough electricity to kill a African elephant in one shock they mentioned stuff like that they've they've tried to be a bit more um hard on it now where they'll mention like oh if a Pokemon mentions eating uh food it's got to be another Pokemon because otherwise we yeah yeah and there's like parts in the anime where you can see like regular ass fish. Right. <laughs> it's like, wait. <laughs> but another 
Pokédex entry I love. And just Pokémon I love. If I had, if Cofagrigus is my favorite, this one, it's in my top five. Okay. It's Drifloon. Why Drifloon? It kidnaps Be- children. Why? <laughs> That's part of the reason. Because, oh, Balloon! Bye, Mom! Bye, Dad! I forget if it's Sun or Moon or Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. But they discuss what happens if a Drifloon pops. <laughs> because they can pop, apparently. That sounds scary. Yeah, according to, like, a Dex entry, I believe if Drifloon pops, you hear the screams of the anguished souls inside of them. That sounds... No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, it's stuff like this that makes me go, why don't we have a Pokemon horror film yet? Wait, another Pokemon for... Wait, what? Uh, I think it... Stuff like Drifloon in the dark entries in Pokemon make me wonder, why don't we have a Pokemon horror film yet? Oh, a horror film. We've had a few shorts that kind of like tread upon that. There's like one, I can't remember, um, where like a lady and her, uh, not Clefairy, uh, Chansey, go into like a haunted house and they're like eating a delicious meal, but then you see they're not actually eating anything and it's like just a Gengar fucking with them. Um, (laughs) And it ends kind of scarily. Um, yeah. I can't remember all the details, but it was spooky. Yeah, and what I love is, like, sometimes the Pokemon games, just for no reason at all, ha- add a horror element. Because, like, there's this one side quest you can do in um, Sword and Shield where... Like this little school schoolgirl goes to you and it's just like, hey, could you please deliver this letter to me? Or deliver this letter to an old friend of mine. Right. And you're like, okay, sure. And you deliver the letter to like this guy who who is an adult man. And he goes, oh, let me read this. This is for me, huh? And he's like, oh yeah, I remember her. It was a shame when she died. <laughs> and like you go back to where the girl is and she's gone like oh, it's no. a ghost a genuine oh, no. ghost yeah there are a lot of fun ghosts that, like it, that is the thing it's like oh this ghost type pokemon is like i'm sorry what there's ghosts ghosts are real <gasps> yeah like the it seems like most of my favorite pokemon are ghost types i do like gengar gengar is uh, like one of my favorites cool. I love how like there was only three ghost type Pokemon in the original. Yeah. Um, and they were, they, oh, it was just so weird. And there was like, yeah, the, the original Pokemon was a bit weird like that because there was only, the, <laughs> there was dragon type Pokemon and dragon was supposedly really effective against, uh, uh, what's dragon effective against? Uh, dragon. Oh, oh, the dragon. Yeah. But the problem is there was only one dragon type move in Gen 1, which was, uh, one that did a fixed 40% or 40 points of damage. So <laughs> like there was no super effective dragon type moves because there was right. only one dragon move Though, and it did set damage. With uh, Pokemon, when I'm... One thing that Pokemon should have never allowed me to do is nickname Pokemon. Oh no. Because I have <laughs> too much fun. There is like... um. Yeah, in the newer games, they're like, no, you can't, you can't call it that. That's not great. Right, um, right. But in the older games, you can call it whatever you want. So right. technically, you could get an old game, transfer them up, <laughs> and keep I mean, the dodgy name. 
true, but I like to think outside of the box with my dodgy names. Like, and it's not really dodgy, it's just cruel what I did. Oh no, what um, did you do? I, I, I just captured a Q-bone and named it Batman. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, that's good. That's a good one. I like that. And then I call it another one and I named it Bruce. Bruce! Um, Amazing. I caught a. I it was a Bulbasaur. Yeah, I caught a Bulbasaur and I nicknamed it Blaze. Why Blaze? Because of the four twenty joke. The what? Uh. Oh jeez. Is this like a bunch of references that you're gonna have to explain? <laughs> Uh, bunch of re- references I'll have to explain after the interview. Fair enough. E- editors, cut this out, please. <laughs> Just get rid. Get rid. We didn't talk about uh, anything here. But uh, yeah, naming a Cubone Bruce and Batman was one of my favorite things. Um, then what I love is how unapologetically cruel Pokemon is to Magikarp. <laughs> Oh, Magikarp gets a bad rap. It's a great Pokemon, though. Yeah, it's, it's adorable. Yeah, it got its yeah. own game. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did you ever play Magikarp Jump? No, I had a few friends who were into it, and it looked kind of like a bit of a novelty one-off game, so I, I didn't yeah. really get into it. Now, one thing that was just cruel that would happen is, like, it had some random events sometimes. Right. And one of them was just like, oh, you were training your Magikarp how to jump higher. And when it did, a Pidgeotto carried it away. Oh, no. Isn't <laughs> one of the features, like, if you push it too hard, it evolves into a Gyarados and you just lose the game? Um, no, you don't lose the game. You have to retire it. That's and it, get a yeah. new Magikarp. <laughs> Like, oh no, I was too good at training my Magikarp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh no. Like, it's the only game that will make you go, oh, I got a Gyarados. Oh, not a Gyarados. I remember the first time I got a Gyarados. It was great. The first legitimately shiny Pokemon I found in the wild was a Gyarados. But then everyone just thought, oh, so you just played Rage Lake and got a Gyarados. I'm like, no, it was like, I legit got a shiny Gyarados. <laughs> like, uh, I can tell you what my very first shiny was. Go for it. I, I think it was a Ragarola. And the only difference between Ragarola, shiny and unshiny, is like its yellow circle on its eye slash stomach is orange. That's it. So I didn't even was able to tell it was a shiny until I looked. Yeah, I, I, that bugs me with some, some shinies where sorry um the 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 color schemes is just like not very interesting at all it's just like all right cool um they're they're a slightly different shade of the original color like shiny gengar gets a cool color it just goes completely white but shiny gengar is just a slightly different shade of purple which is like oh okay why what's the point (laughs) right uh though my favorite shiny uh would honestly have to Mm, it's a toss-up between two. Uh, Magikarp, because it's golden. Yeah, shiny shiny Magikarp is pretty good. Uh, but also shiny Tempig. 
because like with the it, pig? Yeah, Tem Pig. The fire pig from yeah, yeah. five. Because when it fully evolves, it has like this uh Embor is its name. Just just look up shiny Embor. And it is just immaculate in my opinion. Oh, that's pretty dope. It goes, yeah, with it's the, a fun dark color scheme. Yep. Yeah, like that, a gas fire. Yeah, and that blue fire. Oh, it's just so cool. But, uh, you know, um, I can't think of any more topics, you know? So, um, thank just you. Just in general. Yeah, <laughs> just in general. So, thank you for being a guest. It was great to talk to you. Yeah, always a pleasure. Uh, do you have anything you want to say to um, the listeners? Uh, what, like about anything? <laughs> no, no, yeah, any pearls of wisdom. Um, you are the master of you. You can do what you want. Change your name if you want to. Who cares if you change it? Yeah, that's a... I thought there was going to be more to that. That's why there was a bit of a pause. But yeah, totally. Agreed. I don't know. Like, my, one of my big advice things is just like, yeah, you can do what you want with your body and your name and your identity. Like, mm. just literally do what you want. Who cares? Like, legally, you can write a new name on a piece of paper and give up your old one, and that's legally binding. Yeah, true. True. You know, no one cares what image you've made of yourself so far. You can kind of recreate yourself as long as for as long as you want just make a new identity it's fine <laughs> move somewhere else be a new person avoid the government <laughs> uh, thank you for uh taking the time out of your day to uh, be a guest robin yeah it's good i've had fun awesome. i hope you have a good day and I, I will share this around when it gets put out yep and for you dear listeners uh, this has been will with all ages of geek you can find my articles sometimes on All Ages of Geek when I do write. I I do have something coming up, which will be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everyone have a good night, day, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Good morning, good evening, and good night. Yep. Hey, what's up, geeks? It is Matt coming to you once again to let you know that without your support on Patreon and in the comments, we really can't do any of this. We are an entirely community-supported operation. And, uh, well, you're our community. So, you stay weird, you stay wonderful, we'll catch you next time.